Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Travel, life, and fun. Listening to the Life Adventurous Podcast, presented by Say What Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Life Adventurous Podcast. I'm Jenny Holla, your host, and we are in the Chakra series. And I am so excited because this is the final episode to round out the solar plexus. And as we have been exploring with our other two guests previous to today's episode, we've been exploring how the solar plexus is all about stepping into your power and your confidence. And that is why I'm so excited because we have Bernadette Bruckner, as I say, but Bruckner, Bruckner, Bruckner. <laughs> we were no, talking it's about per- it's, it's perfect. <laughs> it's so funny. I love it because she's she's from Austria, and one of the things that she said is she's like, okay, I'm from Austria, but I can't yodel, but she can cook, which is why healthy living, eating, healthy working are her passions, and she's even created her own nutrition work and her own coaching therapy style, empowering others with her resilience methods. And so we are so excited to get into this because like everything about Bernadette just screams like power and confidence. She has so many things she's involved in and I can't wait. So welcome Bernadette. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. And of course you have to tell us something fun. Hello from Austria. The funny part is I cannot yodel. I mean, sound of music is beautiful. Everybody knows, but we, we, we can't yodel. We don't, we're not born with yodeling. But I can make a true apple strudel and I love dirndl, wearing dirndl as well. And I grew up in a bakery from the countryside. And I always say, since I can walk, I help uh, my parents in the bakery. So I truly was helping my father making bread. And uh, I still love doing that. So this is, this is something I, I think I just have it in my veins Total random question. So you talk about bread and I was just hanging out with a friend of mine last night from Germany and we got into a conversation about pretzels, soft pretzels and how they are in the States compared to how they are in Germany. And um, I'm wondering if Austria feels the same way as Germans do about pretzels and a very specific, like when you talk about bread, he was talking about how the outside should be a little bit harder and the inside should be soft. And he said, they're too soft in the United States. The first thing, because I was one year uh, as an au pair in America, the first thing what I did when I came back home was eating bread. Wow. Because, I mean, in in New York City, I found a real bakery, but not having a real bread like (laughs) I am used to and grew up is like, no, I can't can't believe this, except the bagels, of course. Mm -hmm. And the bagels, by the way, came from a Jewish Austrian Ah, to America. Okay. And this is, this is so interesting. And I smell on bread. I know if the bread is fresh or not, or is it like, you know, something ready-made bread thing, uh-huh. a mixture, or if it's a real bread. Um, and this is something what I'm still doing. Oh, I, wow. You know, there are a couple of things what you learn from parents. And one of them was this one. And I just love still 
smelling, uh, you know, uh, bread from the fresh oven. And so this is just. Mm. Oh, I love it. Especially with that's where you grew up. Cause he was like, your bread is too soft here. And I was like, well, yes. you want it hard? <laughs> you want a big hard? I, 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 did, I didn't want to say it, but yes, it's way <laughs> too soft. This is not bread. Oh, you guys have to come to America, uh, to Austria and, and see the difference. And the, the interesting thing is also next to Germany, Austria has the, the biggest range of different bread sorts. Mm. Yes, that's really, that's really cool to hear. And I know it's totally off topic, but like when you mentioned the bread thing, I was like, we just talked about this last night. I know, right? We are talking about solar plexus. Mm -hmm. On solar plexus, it's, it's the area also of the stomach mm -hmm. and of the intuition. So yes, good food is something good for your solar plexus. Well, yeah. So tell us a little bit more, like how do you view the solar plexus? What is it and how does it tie into your work? I'm, I'm, I'm also, I'm, I created my own nutrition style and I'm also uh, have my diploma in nutrition training. And for me, like traditional Chinese medicine or traditional European medicine, because this is kind of similar, is something what is always very interesting for me. I grew up with a holistic doctor before he gave us any medicine or any vaccination. He gave us something alternative and I still love him for them. And something he did right because he became over 90 years. So I think mm. something what he did was kind of right. And this is still, when I got to, into uh, traditional Chinese medicine, of course, you get in tradition uh, uh, to the organics and how it's connected with the food and all the things. And this is so interesting. And also with the, with the different plexus, because I'm, when I do my work, I'm not only using the seven plexus, but way much more. Mm -hmm. And when, when, for example, your stomach aching, there is something wrong in there. Your body talks with you 24 hours, but we got conditioned not listen to it. I don't know how it's in your country, but uh, I grew up with a grandma, go to the doctor, get your, your pills, and then you are healthy and all the things. And I'm like, no, that can't be the right way. Yeah. And food is your medicine. And the third solar plexus is just, that's your stomach. That's your, that's your colon. So this is very, very powerful. And also when you dig into the topic of, about the connection of the brain and colon, brain and the stomach, then you recognize how much it's actually connected and how much influence your colon is. And I want to ask all of you, when you are hungry, can you think? Hmm. I can't. You yeah. can forget me. Yeah. When I'm hungry, it's just like, oh, I need food. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> it's so true. We were we went to the beach this past weekend in Florida, and it was abnormally warmer than it usually is. So here, and we're, we're recording this here in March. So it was just like last week in the last weekend of February. And it was in the 80s Fahrenheit. And we were walking on the beach and we had gone to a place to eat and they were taking a long time to deliver food, but also it was way more busy because of like the sunny weekend. So anyways, we decided to walk along the beach through the sand to go to the next restaurant, which we all thought the next restaurant would be a matter of steps, but it was like half a mile, three quarters of a mile. And we were all like exactly what you said, hungry and kind of getting hangry where we were just like, you know, like it was like, oh my God, we feel like we're in this desert oasis and like, where's the food? And everybody's getting a little snippy with each other. And we laughed because on the way back, we decided to be smart and walk actually in the ocean, which cooled us down instead of like walking in the sand and just being all like mad. Like, it's like, we could only see like, is that a food place? Food. No. Yes. Food. Ice cream. No. Food. Yeah. <laughs> 
whatever you yes. see every everybody like eating except you right it was like can yes. we do this yet and then like someone would be like let's go over here and check it out and we're like no that's not the place there's no food there like everybody's mad at each other and it's interesting because the our stomach and also of course our solar plexus is guiding us mm-hmm. and you have in your around your colon or around your solar plexus way much more nerves than in your brain so who is actually truly guiding you mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, when I work with my clients, I, I, I do cracking the subconsciousness. So I'm working where I support them that they begin to listen themselves again and their intuition because we got so conditioned being uh, rational, being in the brain and, and getting everything, you know, I don't know, how, knowing everything out of the brain. And that's not correct. Mm-hmm. Even Sigmund Freud said with the iceberg model that like 10% is conscious, the rest is subconscious. So I'm asking everybody out there who is actually guiding us. And this is our intuition. And our intuition is at the solar plexus. I love, I love it. Just brought up something else because um, my husband Jay has been listening on Audible to the Obesity Code, which is a book. Mm -hmm. And he was just telling me the other day and just pointing out like, you know, who says we have to eat breakfast? That was a whole marketing campaign telling us that we must eat breakfast. And then the marketing campaign talking about how we need to eat five times a day because that's gonna help rev up. And and it's like exactly what you say. It's like our mind goes out to the internet to search all these things and these answers to our problems. And there's so much conflicting information out there from so many different gurus and experts when really, like you said, the power of going inside and listening. So talk a little bit about intuitive eating and what that really means. Cause I feel like it's almost become a buzzword Mm-hmm. where people are starting only, to just ignore it. Uh-huh. I only want to mention something else because it was so interesting. When I was in America, and this was a little long time ago, 1999, no, sorry, 19, 1997, 98. Mm-hmm. And I still remember in America, there was the campaign Got Milk mm-hmm. with the mustache of the milk. Yep. And as more as I, I can't, I cannot drink milk because I have I'm not allergic, but I can't just drink it. And this was so interesting because it was so conditioned when all the celebrities have the mustache. I have had to have to have the mustache as well, even when you cannot drink it at all. And milk itself is actually not healthy. Mm-hmm. We had in Austria the campaign. There is a lot of calcium in there, and you have to drink milk for getting good bones. This is just a crap. Mm-hmm. But there you see how much we get conditioned. Uh, with marketing slogans and with whatever anything else comes with it, also with the five-time eating, mm-hmm. because I don't like five-time eating. And when what I that's why I created actually my own nutrition style because everything what I found out there is either a diet or is actually a lie. What's coming from the industry that they get more money, and I'm like, no, it's not good for me. I I'm I'm not getting. I'm getting ill from it. Mm-hmm. And I had a dis, uh, eating disorder. I was overweight and, and come, uh, became anorexia nervosa. So I had to find myself a way coming back again because I, I get the, you know, Austrian tradition food thing. And this is, this is not, not always the healthiest part, especially the desserts. And when I begin to listen to my body, I found out more and more what, what's actually nurturing me. What heal, I don't want to say heal me, but was what's nurturing me to get uh, naturally a good blood sugar. And then uh, uh, also when I looked at, at the blood, everything was okay. My doctor is still totally amazed how, how good my, my blood stuff is. And I'm this year I get 45, by the way. Mm. 
And this is something that's interesting. As more as I listened to my body, I naturally became the weight, what is good for me, where I feel vital, where I'm not being tired or anything else because I'm eating exactly what my body needs. It doesn't mean that, I'm, that I don't eat, you know, that I don't have any cheating day or something like that. But I just don't need it anymore. Okay. This is, the, Go ahead. this is the huge difference because when you listen to your body, and I'm a totally fan of body positivity, because it's, it's not about the way we, we look or someone else is telling us what's healthy or not, but it's about how you feel about it. And if all the paradigmas or what you need, what, what, what is actually healthy, it's about the kilos or the weight, what you have, and also all the, the, the blood tests and everything that is positive. This, this we should took care of it way much more. But if you see, look at the industry, who of them actually wants that you're healthy and looking for yourself? Yeah. And as more as I recognized this one, I, I was like, okay, I, I truly have overtake 100% from, for myself, for my health and for my living and also for my, my dreams that coming true. And even when other people telling me that it's not okay or not, and I still remember because I'm, I don't want to be, I'm not skinny. I, I have around 50 kilos and I'm in meter, uh, sorry, in centimeters 165 and yes for other people i might be too skinny so 50 and kilos and pounds is 110 pounds that way depending on where okay, you're listening yes. you have both okay yes. what was the other one how many centimeters it's 165 65 centimeters in feet and inches let's see how big that is five four five, five feet four, four okay. inches that way looks good <laughs> right? sounds good <laughs> so go ahead the interesting part is my mom and my dad, they are still, you have to eat three times. You have to finish your food. Mm -hmm. You have to do this. But that's how they grew up. And when you, when you see the history of your parents, and my, my, my father was a war child. They were happy having something to eat. Mm -hmm. Of course, he has a different view on food, of a different view on nutrition, and the same with my mom. And I'm like, yes, but I'm listening to my body, and I want to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even as you talk about that, I, I went to, I don't remember exactly where I was, but I was in some museum here in the States and there was a part about nutrition and it showed like the U S government, the different like food pyramids over the years mm -hmm. and how it's changed and evolved. And, you know, like you said, like for my grandparents, when they grew up, like butter was a food category, which is why they put butter on their toast and everything else. On it was everything. like a normal yeah. thing to do. And then now like where we're at now, yes, people still like butter, but it's not as like prevalent because it, you know, as it's evolved and changed now we're in like the, my plate, you know, even I grew up with like a different food pyramid than what's being shared now. And it, I mean, it's evolution. Yes. Mm -hmm. But as more you dig in, you see that every single nutrition has, has two studies, a positive one and another one. Yeah. And I, I said once on, on a, I was sitting on the stage with, with other experts and I said, but it's not the fault of the egg. How, how we believe it, if it's a good, good thing to eat or if it's a totally evil because there's cholesterol in there. And I'm like, poor egg. And for other people, it always depends how your metabolism is. It always depends if you, if you are sporty or whatever you are doing. And these are, party, these are paragraphs or parameters, what's important to know. And there's more, we, we are more than ever have access to knowledge. More than ever, we have access to information and yet, sometimes I have the feeling that a lot of people either misinformed 
were not informed at all. And I'm like, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. And as more as I go and teach the people to listen to themselves, as less you go for any, any other uh, information what you find out there. And this is a natural way. This is something I always say, this is remember your birthright, because when you watch children, they eat intuitively. And this is so wonderful to see. And I saw it with my twin nieces, because I was allowed the first year to to accompany them and, and, and being with their mom. And it's <laughs> Emma, she was she's so beautiful because I always uh, brought my smoothie with me, mm-hmm. my, but my green smoothie. And she always wanted to taste it. And I was like, yes, you can taste it. And she loved it. Mm. Sometimes it's like the parents say, no, no, this is nothing for children. Well, you, you won't like it. And I'm like, just let them try. Because you don't like it doesn't mean that your child don't like it. Mm, so true. Yeah. And when you when you give them the, the, the environment or that they can choose, they always will choose the healthier stuff, by the way. Hmm. And this is so interesting. And, and why, I don't know, I still have no idea why we have more than ever overweight people globally, by the way. Mm-hmm. Obesity is a huge topic. And also when you see most of the diseases what we have out there, and I'm not talking about COVID because a percentage of dying people, even when, when it's not a huge topic at the moment, but most people die because actually related to food, uh, to nutrition related diseases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't we do something about this one? Yeah, I definitely agree. And I mean, with Jay and I being you know, in the same in the same industry and helping people because we work a lot with like emotional eating and helping people with their mm-hmm. triggers. You know, I'm curious how you approach this. So you're talking about intuitive eating and listening to your body. Okay. So especially with sugar, and and I, I can't speak to Austria, but here in the States, sugar is everywhere, all kinds of delicious food, delicious goodies, whatever. So when it comes to listening to your body, how do you work with that when, you know, your body or so you think your body's craving the chocolate or the brownies or the sweets or the bonbons, you know, versus, you know, that you're, it doesn't serve your body, but yet you keep doing it. It's like that cycle. How do you mm-hmm. deal with that with your, with your program and process? I created a method where you can uh, delete addiction beliefs. Ooh. All right. Tell us more. And this is, <laughs> this is something when, when you, when you're into neuroplasticity, neuroscience, mm-hmm. you see more and more that Every, everything what we remember is always connected with the emotion. And I give you an example. Remember your favorite food and check for yourself with whom do you connect with this food or with an event or with an emotion or with a beloved person. There's always something there. It's the same, by the way, with all addictions. It doesn't matter if it's food addiction, also with drugs and all the other things. There is some good point behind it. That's why you keep it. Mm-hmm. We people are, or the body is a miracle. I always say this to so many people. We are a miracle and we can change everything if we want, if we find the reason why we do something what's actually harming us. That's what I mean before. More than ever, we have access to good information, to health information. We still don't change it. Mm-hmm. That's because there is some kind of good reason behind why you still do it because you have a good memory stored. And we are talking about the 90% subconsciousness. That's why you don't give it up. Mm-hmm. Yes, when you have food craving or also with the drug craving, you have to detox your body afterwards. When you clear it, the, the belief what's actually behind it in your subconsciousness, then you have to detox your body as well because your microbes 
in your column, they choose what they like. And sugar is also not only in your brain, but also with your parasites and also with your microbiomes. They crave for it. It's like heroin. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people getting also very cranky when the blood uh, sugar getting very low. And this is not only about sugar, sugar, but this is also about energy. And when you, when you want to uh, be sugar-free, yes, it's like a process, like when you get rid of drug addiction. And sometimes also the people have the, uh, the symptoms, by the way. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you clear the, the belief behind it, like giving together the, the belief or the, the food, what you're totally craving for, or sugar, what you're craving for, and having memory with it, and then disconnect the emotions with the memory, you cannot have the memory and the food taste differently. This was for me the biggest aha moment ever. And I cleared everything, <laughs> every, all my beliefs about everything, even because I'm, I'm coming from also a bakery and coffee shop. So coffee was always connected with security, mm. with mom, with security, with my parents. When I disconnected it and also all the my favorite food, it tastes different. And I was like, what's happening here? And this was so interesting because there, we, there you see how what miracle we are because when you be deleted, when you also detox, and uh, I, I loved Coke before. Mm -hmm. When I did detox and also cleared all my beliefs with it, I hated it. I, 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 I'm not drinking nothing and nothing from this stuff anymore. And my food habit was a little bit different than I have now. Yeah. I was like fast food and all the things. I, I mean, I worked, I worked a lot about fast food and pizza and Coke and everything, nothing. And I'm not craving for it. Not at all. Nothing at all. And this is so interesting. And when uh, one a good friend of mine, she's from Germany, in Austria, we're also famous for good wine. And I said to her, I am totally excited. I cleared everything. I'm not even drinking alcohol anymore, nothing. And she was like, what? <laughs> when I'm coming to you to Austria, we will t do wine tasting. And don't you dare that I have to drink alone. And I'm like, okay, I have to begin, you know, to drink again. But I still don't do it. Mm -hmm. I'm very, um, because... Um, also a background of mine is I, I'm, I love cooking and I, I learned to have, you know, the right wine to the cooking and all the things. I'm nothing anymore. And the, this is for me so interesting because at the moment when you disconnect, and this is hardcore science, by the way, neuroplasticity, when you disconnect your memories with your emotion and you clear the emotion behind the topic behind, which is most of the time in sub in subconsciously hidden, and bring it up and just clear it through, you cannot build up the memory anymore. That's why I, I work a lot also with abuse people. Mm -hmm. And when you clear all the things, you truly can begin to have a new life again and, and, and go on with it without any trauma and all the things. That's why, I, that's why I always say we are miracles. We humans are miracles and we, we should celebrate every single moment when we are alive. So when we, the fact that we can clear these things, you said we can do it on our own or we need to do it with somebody or through your system. Like how, how do we clear it? I'm, I'm, I'm still figuring out how it's the best way because most of the time, especially when it's trauma behind it or a, a heavy, a long 
addiction, mm -hmm. it always better when you do it with a professional. Yeah, that makes sense. Because then they're kind of clear, they're unattached, and they can help watch the different, you know, movements yes. on your face. How, you know, is your face flush? Is it white? You know, your shoulders up? Are they down? You know, yes. how are you breathing shallow or deep? Like all of those indicators. But the method itself, the basic of the methods, you can use for everything. Yeah. This is so, but I, I create resilience methods for many years already, actually out of my need, of, out of my life story, but other people came one day and they became other uh, coaches and trainers and they said to me, how are you doing it? And I'm like, I have no idea because I'm doing intuitively. So we have to figure it out. And um, I'm coming from the background of NLP, is neuro-linguist programming. And there is one method called modeling. So they modeled me a whole weekend and this was so exhausting, but we still did it. And I begin now to understand how I'm doing it, figuring out my strategy and just make it, you know, simple, 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 so that I can teach it to everybody else that people can do it in their daily living. And when you understand how the, you are functioning, how your strategies are working, how you, where your beliefs come from and all the, the values, then you, you can reconstruct your whole identity and, and personality. And this was, this is something like, wow. Yeah. Um, and I'm still figuring out how I should teach it because I'm more the research nerd. Yeah. I'm, I, I would be, I'm serious. Since COVID, I'm, I was never so, so in, on so many podcasts because I saw it's time supporting as many as possible because doing suicide because of COVID was like, for me, the weirdest thing. I was like, no way. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm the research woman out there. I'm getting this year my own research center, but I see more and more that it's time that supporting as much as possible because traumata coming up, abuse, there is so much abuse out there. And I, I didn't recognize it uh, since, but for a couple of years, people are coming to me and asking me for help because they heard from me. So I said, okay, it's time to go out there in a, in a way that, that as many as possible can access this. That's why, that's why I'm actually writing books. Am I good in writing books? No. Lucky me that I found people that I, that they can bring it on paper, mm -hmm. um, especially in another language than German, because my mother tongue is German. But still, I, I see that that is necessary to go out there. But I always want to have uh, with my books a scientist next to me so that we can scientifically explain why my stuff works. Mm -hmm. And this is the most, sorry to say, but this is totally challenging for me because for my opinion, it's totally easy to do it, but to explain it, I always need way much longer to explain it than my stuff actually works when you use it, mm -hmm. only because the thinking is different than the way we got conditioned since childhood. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I hope I explained it in a good way. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense to me. And it, I mean, it also kind of speaks a little bit more to your personality and the way that you do business, especially with the research side. To be able, it's, it's almost like a mode of learning and teaching. How do people learn so that you can put it in a way, especially since you're wanting to reach so many people because there's visual learners and kinesthetic learners and audio learners and yes, exactly. experiential <laughs> learners. So making sure that everybody does. But I, Jay and I have gone through NLP courses and classes. Mm-hmm. And of course, being there in person, learning the different techniques and learning the ways to reroute your brain and reroute your thinking. And it's interesting because I'm curious because this happened to me. So I went to one of the, one of the trainings and I was up with the teacher and we were we were talking about rerouting, you know, different suites and addictions and stuff, right? And so she's like, "Well, I'm not gonna like reroute and obliterate." You know, they use all the big marketing terms like obliterate it. And um, I went up on stage and I said, "Okay, I eat so many brownies. I ha- I want to get rid of brownies, right?" So she did it, and then we we did the mapping exercise where we took something I hated versus something I loved, mapped them together, and then they tested it the next day by bringing me a brownie from Starbucks, and I almost like threw up. I was like, you know, like gross. But what's interesting is, I don't know, probably about six years later, I'm back to eating brownies. So I'm still, I don't want to, I don't want to say fighting, but with all the neuroscientists I was discussing about my method, they said it can't be possible also with NLP people. And I said, it is because I see it with my people and also with myself. So that's why I'm still not having the book out there because I didn't find any neuroscientists who, who, were, who were open for it, by the way, open for it to see it, see it beyond what they learned. And most of the people are telling me the same what you are saying at the moment. And this is only because you are not clearing it. You only just overwrite it. Yeah. And when you when you have a trigger, you 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 got into have no. Uh, I'm, I don't know if it's now too scientific or too specific, but they they brought into uh, hypnosis. This is a, a different state than the normal state. Mm-hmm. And when this this state is over and you're going back to the normal state, you're you're doing the same what you did before. I don't want to say it's yo yo. It's it's a different way, but it, but it's still going in this direction. I'm like, this is for me not clearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what I'm doing is, is totally serious. It, it's clearing. You, you yeah. never will remember you because you cannot build up the memory when you're into neuroscience and need, into neuroplasticity. You know you can change it forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting so many chills as a confirmation because like that's the distinction. What yes. you're, you've developed and you're teaching and you're working with is the clearing is the most important thing because you can still rewire beliefs through NLP uh, hypnosis, whatever, but until you clear that emotional connection. And even you kind of talked about like, I can't remember where I saw this, if it was on your website or where it was, but you even talked about, you know, helping women with ancient femininity and cracking the subconscious wisdom. Yes. And so I don't know. I mean that, I feel like that's a good segue from what we were talking about because it sounds like, and I can only imagine that some of this is learned behavior from generations past. Not only that, when you put people on, I'm still talking about the 90% subconsciousness. And I'm asking everybody the question, do you actually know who you are? 
without your beliefs, what you got conditioned since childhood. And when I work with people and when they are open, by the way, when they are open for it, because we have no idea about our 90% hidden treasure potential, what we have in us, when we don't crack it. Mm-hmm. And I do, it, it always depends if you can, it, it's a model, but I do past li- uh, life regression mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And parallel and all the things, because I was in a big pleasure 10 years ago, having uh, people around me where I'm allowed to to do research and to work with them as guinea pigs because they were totally open. And I'm like, let's play because I have no idea what I'm doing as usual. <laughs> That's the first sentence was I say, I have no idea what I'm doing. So let's do. Mm-hmm. But be open with it. And I found the biggest changes with people who didn't put any beliefs or any models, what they learned into it, but were open for it just for playing. Because what happens, and you see it with children, when you're playing, you're totally open and just try let's play and i'm i'm a i'm someone i always check like some weeks later or something like that and and make my my recheck uh, if it's working or not and if it's not working we will go on and when i found like um, the tools the methods however you want to call it i make it as easy as possible because there is and i i'm also an education junkie i love trainings i love workshops i love learning from the best when they are still alive by the way Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like there are so many good stuff out there, but for me to complicate, to bring it in my daily living, I hate complicated stuff. I love simply stuff, what I can use, especially when I'm in crisis, what that is working very fast, and that I don't have to, have to remember, oh God, this there are some kind of tapping or some kind of things I have to do or some kind of calling or what, whatever. Because I forget, when I'm in stress, I just forget all the things. My method, it's like train, train, train. Really use it, practicable, till it's like brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. It's in your subconscious, but it's a true different approach. Uh, and, and what you're using, like brushing teeth, you just don't think, or like with the driving, when you know your skills, they're becoming subconscious again, and it's, it's just a habit of you. And this is, this is what, what I like the most on my people when I work with them and giving them methods. Most of the time, I need the explanation way much longer than the method actually is. Yeah. Do you, are you able to share like what the steps in the method are? I, I mean, I have three, I have three uh, basic methods and then I have the inner child healing and also with the addiction. And for me, I always thought about, hey, let's do it online. Just le- learn, giving all the tools. But what I saw is more effective the method is as more is it better when you do it not online but being present Mm. especially with the inner child healing it's so profound when when you work and when all the the very old hurtings are coming up it's always good when when the people when you have someone around who can who can hold the space and be there for you Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense because this is this is psychotherapy but I just call it in a different way because officially I'm, I'm not yet because I want to become a family therapist, but it's very expensive. Also in the States, by the way, because I was checking in the States. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, this is something what, what takes time, mm-hmm. getting the license and all the things. And that's why I say it's, it's not a therapy, it's just a co- coaching style. But my big, I truly want to have an official therapy style with the work what I'm doing. That's interesting because even, and I don't know how you guys feel about this or how you feel about this, I mean, is 
at least what I have understood therapy is, is therapy is going back and then coaching is helping move forward. That's on a very basic way that it's been talked about. So how do you feel about coaching therapy and the different methods since that's what you're looking to get into? Mm -hmm. Einstein said time and space doesn't exist. Hmm. Is there truly a, a past? Is there truly a, fut a future? And most parts, there, there are fear in there. And this is also a concept. And when, when I work with them, I, 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 I go, I don't want to see it through time and space, but this is something what I truly do with them. And a self-hypnosis, and then I go time and space, it doesn't matter because your subconscious will give you all the pictures. Mm -hmm. Does your subconscious know about, about clock? We naturally wake up. Not, we don't actually need any clock. Because we have it, when we would listen to our body and listen uh, what, what it feels good for you, you just naturally wake up anyway. And is, is therapy, I, I looked on so many different therapies and so many coaching style, they all have a sense. And more than ever, we're in, a, we're, in a, we're in an age or we're in a time where you can truly choose which therapy or which coaching style fits to you. Because the biggest thing about is, do you believe in the methods or in the coaching therapy style or not. Hmm. Yep, so true. And if you trust your, your therapist, your coach or not. Yeah, that's, that speaks right there to the power of the mind. Yes. You know, and, and the power and, of what we tell it, because I mean, we literally, we can shift our reality all the time. But I think it goes back to what you said before, whereas as easy as that sounds, it's still linked to some kind of past memory or some kind of past experience that likely got really anchored into you. It's stored, yes. Yeah, it's stored, yeah. I wanna, I wanna give you a quote, and yes, he's Austrian, <laughs> like Sigmund Freud, but he, he was in, famous in America in Palo Alto, San Francisco, and his name was Paul Watzlewicz. He was also in constructivism, and he said one sentence, how real is reality? And we got conditioned because everybody of us sees the world different. Some totally challenging, some totally open, and, and you get all the gifts, what you want. And it always depends what you got conditioned since childhood. Mm -hmm. And this is a framing. In communication science, you say this is a framing. That's why I put my PhD topic about health framing. And we, get, we got a lot of frames. Are they healthy? Most of them probably not. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had so many diseases out there and challenges, mental challenges, and also on body level. And when we look on this and when we, when we change it, even when we change the perspective on something, it can be healing and, and it can sh shift our reality. So how real is truly reality out there? And when you see it on, on global topics like we have at the moment, some people believe in it, some people don't believe in it. Some people ignore it. Some people just, you know, never heard about it. It's also very interesting. And everybody perceive it in a different way. Some of these perceivings are not healthy for us. And some might be healthy. And it always depends if you, if you whatever you hear or, or see in the TV or from other people, is always about, do I take it for real or not? That's the huge difference. And this is, this is something why I even created last year in COVID time my own radio show for my PhD and bring in all the different experts to see exactly this topic, what happens at the moment in a different view. Mm -hmm. So as you're running things through those frames, 
how do you know if the frame that you have is serving you and taking you, you know, in the direction you want to go, or if it's not serving you, is there a way to be able to tell? Does your frame make you happy and healthy or does your frame make you unhappy and ill? That is so simple and so powerful. And so many people need to hear that. And even so, I think like you even said, like be willing to listen. Because I mean, if you're not ready to listen, you're not willing to listen, you could still hear that and not necessarily recognize and be self-aware that, oh, wow, I'm unhappy and unhealthy or I'm, you know, this is causing me a lot of stress. Because I mean, if you're already committed and you're in that, that mindset that's causing you stress, whatever it is, you know, oh, there's no jobs for me. Oh, you know, life sucks or what, whatever. I mean, those are very simple things. But if you're in that world, you know, what you said is so simple and so profound, but it does take a level of self-awareness. It's the same with my methods. They are simple. Mm-hmm. And there's one sentence when, when I did my research uh, and created my resilience method, make it as easy as possible. There came one sentence and it doesn't matter if you believe in God or not. I always said, when it's simple, it's divine. When it's complicated, it's man-made. Hmm. And this, this is what I found the most. And I had the pleasure not only uh, working with millionaires and uh, successful people, but also had very nice talks with farmers. They're very earth-grounded. And they have so profound, easy, simple sentences. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where you sit next to it, and when I was young, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I begin more and more to recognize what actually is going on there. And as you said, it's a level of experience. It's a level of awareness. And uh, for me, it's awareness is also going into silence that you actually listen what your body is telling you all the time. Mm -hmm. We don't need diseases. We just only have to listen again. And sometimes we need cancer. We need diabetes. We need some kind of other tumor or whatever that we finally begin to listen. But if we would listen a little bit earlier, then we don't need any diseases. Our body is talking with us all the time, all the time. Yeah, it's so powerful. Also, the the origins have meanings with it. Do you listen to your heart when you have a heart attack? Is your heart broken? We even use it in our wordings. And sometimes I I say to my clients, do you actually listen what you're saying right now? Because most of the time they're coming out, you know, from the subconscious or whatever. But if they would listen to it way much more, they, it, they say everything to themselves anyway. Yeah. You know, what's so synchronistic about this is I'm going through a program right now. And today's topic was like, what is your illness telling you? And really just exploring like, and the example and the, and the exercises were like, you know, let's make up a name, Adam's headaches you know, hi, I'm Adam's headaches and I'm here to protect Adam from blank. Like it's like you said, it's serving a purpose and it a lot of times can be from something that was manifested in our mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, that was cool that that happened to be the topic today that I just went through. 
and I, sometimes I, I don't want to say I cry inside when I see how people treat themselves, but actually it is. Because there's one thing what I learned the most as a child in a bakery. We had their lonely people, we had their alcoholic people, they, and we were, they just were the whole day in our coffee shop and sitting there. They were heartwarm people. And they all had their own story, mm -hmm. sometimes very sad story. And I still remember I was sitting there listening to them. And there, there is one gift for children giving us is they want to, they, they want to take away the pain from you. And this was probably one, one of the many reasons why I became not an animal keeper. I always wanted to be an animal keeper, but just taking care for people. And I, I do the, the, by the way, I do very weird coachings. <laughs> I, I even did, co I even do coaching on the phone when it's an emergency, even when I'm on the train or somewhere else. I just don't care. I did that even in the middle of Vienna only to be there for the people when there is an emergency. Mm -hmm. And this, this is, because I, I met so many heartbreaking stories and I even made now a podcast called The Be Simply Me, where we give very heartwarming stories, very tough stories, but they get, that they get an ear to be, he, to be heard. And as more as I do this and also terminal care, I see that we are blessed. And so many don't, don't enjoy their life, don't, don't bless actually that they are healthy. Hmm. Many people begin to, to bless what they have when they don't have it anymore. And like now, I don't know how it's in your country, but in Austria, everybody's whining now that they can't do any, any vacation outside of Austria. And I'm like, we're in such a beautiful country. There's so many people coming to us. Now we have the chance to see actually our own country and not all the tourists there. Mm -hmm. And they're still complaining. And I'm, I, I don't understand it. We are blessed. All, everybody who has a housing who is healthy, who has something to eat, we are blessed. Mm -hmm. There are so many people out there who aren't. Goes back to the frames you were talking about, the frame that you're looking and you're yes. receiving that information through, you know, it's like, what, what is the saying? Like, you can't see the picture if you're the frame, you know? Yes. And you're not able to see what's really there unless you step outside and look at it in different ways. Or even like, I don't know how you think about this, but even trying on different frames. How does this frame look? How does that frame look? And seeing how things feel. Uh -huh. Or even like that exercise of putting on the rose-colored glasses. You know, yes, I've exactly. done that before here. Put on these glasses, how do things look? You know? Uh -huh. And I think sometimes it's that process of just being open to trying. Here, just try on this idea. Try on this mindset. Try on this way of thinking and see how it feels. You can always, you can always give it back, you know, but try it. But our mind is the cage. Mm-hmm. And I I I'm I do sometimes a little weird stuff. One is it was last year. I begin, I call uh, I have a YouTube series I call Fifty Shades of, of Aha. Mm -hmm. Because one of the most profound methods I have is aha. Then you don't get into into the view of other people and overtake it as we now we're talking about reality again. And I created one called fear. And when you, you use the fear, when you see the word fear, there's ear in it, the ears. Mm -hmm. And your fears are actually between your ears. And I had, I had so many anxiety. I had people, clients with anxiety and, and with all weird stuff out of their experience, of course. And they believe it's real. 
And sometimes I have to take the people from to the hand and say, let's step out of your frame. Let's go see it in a different way. How would how would look it from this side and this side and this side? And I'm very lucky and blessed because one of my mentor created a method, he called it health picture. And he was a direct student of Virginia Satir. Virginia Satir was an American and she was the founder of the family therapist. And this method of him, the health picture is so easy because you don't talk that much. You ask questions, yes, but you use colored paper on the floor to bring everything what's inside bothering you outside and see it from the different angles. Hmm. And sometimes there's so huge challenge what you have there looks so different when you just step out of the frame and go see it from a different view. Yeah, I, that, al- I, that always happens to me if I'm on a plane, like looking above the world or if I'm like yes. out looking at the ocean or I'm on the top of a mountain, like it just always just recenters and goes, the problems that I think I have, they're really not that big they're not a big deal. Like, look at all this, like, look at all this mother nature. Like, just look at the vastness of the ocean. Like, at least that's how another way that I've done it. Also this. And, um, when I accompanied my three aunties, uh, in dying terminal care, I went out and I was like, we don't actually live our living and we are more than ever. I even talked with my mom today about this is interesting more than ever in a time where we women can do everything what we want. We can study, we, we, we can choose uh, the work, what we want. We can choose if we want, if we want to have a family or not. Mm-hmm. 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago, this was not possible. And we were, even we were sometimes property from the man, from the husband. And there are even countries out there worldwide where still this is a topic. Mm-hmm. We are more than ever blessed having choices, maybe sometimes a little bit too much choices that that we are overwhelmed, but still the possibility to do everything. And I said to to my mom today, how is it possible that that a woman don't want to study? I know I'm a practical person, but I love being on universities. I love being studying and all the things because I said 30, 40 years ago, they had to fight for it. Mm -hmm. Now they fight now, they fight it for us for a better world, for a better future, and then we don't use it, hello. Mm-hmm. I mean, in America, it's totally expensive that you study. In Austria, we don't have to pay for it. And we get really, really good education. This is really quality education, what we have in Austria. And I, I don't understand it. Yeah. How can, why, why are not you going study? Yeah, I find, I find human behavior very interesting. And it's something that I've always, I don't know, just found interesting in watching the way that people react or do the things they do. And, and I've always had a curiosity about me. And I always said, you know, if it were socially acceptable, I would want to just sit with everybody at the airport or the cafe or wherever I was and just be like, hi, you know, what are your dreams? What are your goals? Like, what makes you move? Like, why don't you do the things you do? And just ask some of those questions. But you know, some people would be open to it, but others would be very uncomfortable with it, you know, but I'm yes, just so suspicious. curious. Yeah. I'm just so curious. Like, why, why do you do what you do? Why do you like what you like? You know, how did you discover this? How did you find that? Like, I just find those things really intriguing as mm-hmm. I, as I found this conversation too. I mean, we've covered so many things we've, this was a deep one. Right. And I think that speaks a lot to the solar plexus, right? The solar plexus being the place for our power 
and really stepping into that. And even so, like what, what's interesting too, is it's like, you've got the root, the sacral, then the solar plexus. And those are like the three lower chakras in our body. And also a lot of these conversations that you've heard over this journey, it's like those have been more like grounding conversations, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. all the guests we've had on, like all of it. So it's just more of a grounding talk. And as we go up and we finish the series with the, you know, the crown chakra and the third eye and all of that, I mean, they're going to get more, they're going to get more airy. Flying flying high. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's just something that is, especially with you being into so, so much research and stuff. I mean, it's just like perfect. It just fits perfectly. So, you know, if someone's listening and they they're really intrigued by what you're saying and they want to, you know, take the next steps and reach out to you or work with you, how would they do that? Or what would be the way or ways since you are in Austria and, you know, people can be listening from all over the world. What do you offer? How far do you reach? I'm on social media. You will find me everywhere there because I'm really a freak about that. And I like to to connect there. I don't Facebook truly with my name, Bernadette Bruckner. On LinkedIn, you see all my stuff, what I'm doing. I'm on Instagram. I don't have one profile, but I have two profiles. Uh, I just love being connected because more than ever, the we got globally. It's a digital w- uh, world becoming, and it's just, just beautiful. I, I miss traveling. Mm-hmm. And, but online you can do a lot, but I'm not doing all coachings online. As I said before, when is, there is a profound topic, a deep topic, I wouldn't do it because this is irresponsible, in my opinion. And the other stuff, it's, you know, online or with the books. I'm, I'm doing my best getting translated them in English and German. I have more and still um, I'm working on it. And this year, hopefully I get 20 books out. Yes, I'm a little bit workaholic, but I still love what I'm doing because I see more and more the, the changes in the people and when I can support them. And I'm, I'm talking about my own story because I nearly died four times. And I said I, I create stuff what I actually wanted to have myself 20 years ago. Mm. And since COVID, we have more than ever suicide attempts and, and burnout and depression. This is something no go. Life should be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Life should be lived. Life should be loved and everything that everybody has the possibility to live their dreams. And if it's, if we don't have the world yet, doesn't mean that we can't build it up in the future. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. And guys definitely reach out to her. I mean, I know that I'm already connected on social and I'm so glad that she's a part of our life adventures podcast and circle. Make sure that you definitely connect with some powerful stuff. Keep an eye on her because you know, she's just going to continue to fly high and be that change, be that like really powerful aspect. She's got a big, big heart, big vision. So make sure you kind of be a part of it or watch or show her love and support. So definitely such a powerful episode. Thank you for coming on. This was a great way to end out the solar plexus, you know, as we step into, you know, the next episode, getting more into the heart. It's like, a, it's like the, per- you're the perfect segue between solar plexus and heart. It's like perfect. So until next time, see you guys. Thank you for listening to the Life Adventurous podcast. If you love this episode, remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. For course information, freebies, and to stay connected, join our Ohana, that means family, at www.2jhala.com forward slash Ohana. Remember to stay positive, enjoy the journey, and most of all, keep those eyes open for all of the adventures surrounding you.